management and sponsors cannot re be held responsible for some of the views aired tonight <laughs> on this program. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another Something in the Water podcast. I'm Uncle Dave Griffin. I'm Sean Clark. And look at there who we got on the on the podcast hey, with Mark. us this time. Our friend, hey. our songwriting partner, our mentor, our, Mr. Ian Dunlop, all the way from well, Cornwall, I, England. Yeah, well, I'm at least I'm not your creditor. <laughs> 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 For those mm -hmm. of for those of y'all who don't know, uh, Ian Dunlop was uh, in the International Submarine Band along with Graham Parsons, uh, John Nuis, and Mickey Galvin, and uh, uh, we he's been a friend of ours for a long time now, ever since about two thousand eight, I believe, was when we first met. I think that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, also, also visual artist and singer songwriter, author, author, and and we're still friends. Yeah, that's, that's the uh, very important thing. Yeah, we wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, uh, since you've been coming to South Georgia and uh, participating at the Grand Parsons Guitar Pools, we've we've written together, we've lived together, we've recorded together. It's just been a uh, a a great relationship. I know it has been for us. Mm -hmm. I I'm I, I'm really thankful for that. Um, it 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 actually starts uh, when I finally got hooked up to uh, the internet, mm -hmm. and I got on some sort of social media or something, and that's. Initially, I think how you and I got in touch, Dave. I believe it was MySpace. <laughs> I believe it was. Wow. Well, it did the job at the time. It and, sure um, did. <laughs> and it was, and it was like a real, uh, like a lightning strike. Um, uh, that there were people who were uh, interested in, um, you know, in in my part, uh, my minor part in music and so on and uh and, and it was just like uh wonderful mm -hmm. to be uh get a warm gilded uh invitation to come and perform at the uh at the first uh guitar pool that i did mm -hmm. and it was just wonderful to be there and you know and it was just one act after another playing the music that I'm part of. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, rather than being being sort of an outcast here yeah. in a country that's got like no tradition of that. Mm -hmm. Well, you you 
would not know how excited I was when we were having that conversation on MySpace. I was I was like pinching myself, you know. I said I was thinking, damn, this is <laughs> this is Ian Duncan. You were never forgotten by any of us. I mean, we read the history. We read it deep. You know, we knew all the the members' names of International Submarine Band. And then all of a sudden, to hear from one of them, it was just, uh, it blew me away. And to to think that, uh, okay, he's coming, <laughs> you know. He's coming yeah. next year. And you, uh, Yeah, fantastic. you know, I think uh, uh, there was a lot about, uh, you know, most anything to do with, you know, the, a guy who I considered my friend. I mean, we worked together and uh, uh, in the bands and, and that type of stuff. But we were friends. <clears throat> and and after Graham went, uh, his whole um, his the whole memory of Graham was all had this great black cloud over it. Mm. of sensationalism and uh, all of the negative aspects about about his life and everything like that. Mm. And and there was a certain point where uh, where people would contact me regards, you know, they were making films or 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 uh, bios about Graham. And I just refused to cooperate. So I sort of really fell off that um scene mm-hmm. uh, of like in the uh, slipstream of Graham because I just didn't want to have anything to do with it right and uh, I think when I mean it was really when you and I were in contact it was about the first time that I felt some sort of uh, genuine <laughs> desire to you know uh, partake of anything like that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, that's a little bit of the background for you. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you were um, a real tempter. Get thee behind me, David. <laughs> and don't push. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Sean mentioned just a second ago uh, that you're also a graphic artist, which, uh, wow. You've got, uh, to, to say original, uh, is an understatement. Your stuff is some of the most original stuff I've ever viewed, you know. Uh, it's a, <laughs> very much a style of your own, and uh, I guess you could call it folk art, right? Would it be classified as folk? or? Well, I don't know. I, I think maybe. You know what? I tell you, here's another, you know, weird story um, that – in, um, I don't know, 10, 15, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago or something like that. I got in touch and went to a place that was uh, a so-called outsider gallery, right? Mm -hmm. And they, you know, and I knew that I had that sort of um, away from the mainstream type of artwork, right? Right. So I talked to the woman there. Uh, Strangely enough, it was when I was up in upstate New York, because my brother used to live up there. And uh, this place was in Connecticut um, and uh, uh, in a place, strangely enough, called Cornwall, Connecticut. Anyway, <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> so, so it's a very sort of, you know, that's a real upmarket area. 
and and I guess quite cultured, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so I went into this gallery, and I started talking to the woman, and she said, um, "Oh, let me. Okay, tell me a bit about yourself." And I said, "Well, I went to you know, because." People expect artists to start spieling about, oh, I exhibited here and I've done this and I went to that and I've got a BA, or, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah. And I said, well, I actually went to the Rhode Island School of Design, which is quite a, you know, major, major art yeah. uh, college in the U.S. Okay. And she said, oh, oh, well, I think we better leave that out of your CV. <laughs> <laughs> because Why? it put me too much in the arena of established artists okay. rather than what they wanted me to be was more like somebody who uh, worked in a ball bearing factory. <laughs> <laughs> Grassroots. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, and, uh, you know, and wrote a few letters backwards in the alphabet. <laughs> I mean that. I mean that's what that whole thing is about—that outsider thing and folk art and everything. And I remember, I remember uh, meeting a woman um, in at some place in a, at a festival that I played, and she was like considered a, a outsider artist. She had a degree from Harvard. <laughs> so be. Be wary about that folk art, you know. Okay. <laughs> you have to dig pretty deep. I think maybe if you go to, like, uh, um, you know, interior El Salvador or, you know, you might find it there or, or somewhere in North Nigeria. Well, we'll call it uh, Cosmic American Soul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, sorry. You know how I digress. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, it, I don't know if we mentioned it at the outset there, but you are right now in Cornwall, England. That's why we laughed when you said Cornwall, Connecticut. I don't know if people, yeah. people watching would have said, what's so funny about that? <laughs> yeah. He lives in Cornwall, yeah, England. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, just wanted to clear that up. Uh-huh. In uh, your book, uh, Breakfast in Nudie Suits. Yeah. Uh, Great book. What year was that? I'm trying to recall. Uh, 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 what year was it written? 2000 something, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. About 2011, 2010. Yeah. And you were writing, kind of writing that? I think that. I started on it. I st I might have started on it a bit before that, and then I hit, uh, you know, a desert of despondency and discouragement, and I I didn't continue with it, and then I decided I I had to go on and finish it, and I and I I probably I I think I wrote uh, about about half of it uh, in um, in Mexico. Yes, you know, really getting away from things. I mean, because the the actual world that I was entering was all upstairs. Up yeah. yeah, yeah, memories. And there's mm. a dedication in the book, not a dedication, but there's a a, um, a quote from uh, I, I I guess it's okay. Tennessee Williams, the mm. writer. 
And he said that the most indelible memories, I'm paraphrasing, of course, the most indelible memories are, are written in the heart. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, I, you know? I, I remember, uh, <clears throat> I was working for the, uh, census in 2010 and I had a, a pre-copy of it and I was sitting in there. Uh, you asked me to read through it and check it for, uh, commas and <laughs> misspelled you know, words and stuff. That. And uh, yeah. so that was 2010. So I guess it was released in about 2011 or so. Yeah, I, I think uh, almost a year after that. Yep, that's right. Yeah, but folks, if if you want a good inside view of the uh, creation of country rock or cosmic American soul music, as Graham used to call it, <laughs> Uh, from a man who was there, uh, you need to check out Ian Dunlop's uh, Breakfast in Nudie Suits. That's N-U-D-I-E, Nudie Suits. Nudie was the tailor for the stars in, in Hollywood, Nudie Cone. Mm -hmm. And uh, he outfitted uh, everybody out there in those star-spangled suits. Where, where can where can you find the book? Where can our listeners purchase I, one? It might be on Amazon. Honestly, I you know me and the mainstream commercial world are we don't speak to each other so much anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's you know probably on Amazon or searching around. I mean. The publisher was pretty dubious and, uh, uh, you know, with a shoestring budget and everything, all of the things you don't need. Mm -hmm. But that's, you know, that that's what happens sometimes. Uh, I, I, I get, I, I, I get, you know, I get fan mail people, you know, just, you know, not daily to tell you the truth, uh, but, but I do get fan mail from people saying I'm part of the way through. I'm really enjoying your book. It's such a great, um, vignette or a slice of a, of sixties America, uh, you know, almost more than you'd get in other places. Cause it's, it's almost more like that. I mean, uh, Graham, is a character in the book, uh, uh, um, but it's not necessarily, even though it started off as like, oh, this is a book about Graham, it turned out to be a book about the music industry and American society in the mid to late 60s. That's really what it's about. Mm -hmm. That's what it I only. Yeah, that's why I found it so enjoyable. It was it, it was just what you said. Uh, it's a yeah. photograph of that slice of time, you know, that part of history. You yeah, know, and you get all the, the 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 other things that were going along with it. You know, the music, the creation of the music, and yeah, all of that stuff. Mm. Great book. 
Well, well thank you. Yeah. Uh, so I guess what we're doing here, folks, is talking to our good buddy Ian Dunlop, and he's just come out with a brand new CD, uh, some of which was written here in, in uh, Waycross in, in the United States when he was uh, over here on some of his visits. And uh, some of it is co-writes with uh, myself and Sean and other folks. Some and of it was recorded right here in this room. Right here in this very room. Yeah, Quite a few were. Yeah. And so we'd like to, uh, and in the meantime, uh, over there in Isolation Acres in Cornwall, <laughs> England, uh, we've all had to endure this pandemic. Uh, the entire world had to endure it. And, uh, and so England, uh, I guess due to the size of the, that island, it uh, it fared a little worse because of the what what was it, the smallness of it or why well, it, it is it is a it is a fairly densely populated place right you know it's only about the size of like several of the New England states or let's just say New England that's yeah. a, a, a rough guess but it's like sixty something million. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, the initially like everywhere else in a way, apart from New Zealand and Scandinavian countries and other places that are very together, mm-hmm. uh, they, the, the, you know, the, the, the government, you know, they were totally at a loss about what to do. Yeah. You know? Well, it was like so that, that in a lot of places. I mean, just yeah, exactly. Nobody's quite prepared for that. And the scientists did a hell of a job worldwide. They com- uh, communicated and worked together. And uh, thank God for these uh, vaccines that kind of well, it helped uh, helped slow yeah, the process I mean, it, down. It just shows like what can be done. Exactly. When people are positive and they, mm-hmm. and they put their money and energy into, you know, positive things, you know, pulling together. Negative. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, during this uh, pandemic shutdown over there in Cornwall, you took to your studio and you started turning out videos. And uh, so what we'd like to do is get your. Uh, thoughts or memories or what have you on on a few videos from from this CD. Yeah. Uh, does that sound good? Sounds fine. All right. I, I'm I'm I enjoyed making the videos and um you know without uh I, again like you know a shoestring budget and <laughs> quite a few of them like alone. You know, just like put the camera on a tripod and 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 get on, you know, film things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, they, they. I was. I'm pretty proud of how they turned out. Yeah, they're I, they're very nice. Yeah, great, very I mean, inspiring. And uh, the effects that you're getting on those, I know a lot of them. Like you say, are are just uh, self created, like like yeah. teardrops falling down your face. Uh, like yeah, magic, yeah, yeah, magic marker, right. real, 
and uh, real basic stuff. Yeah. yeah, but it's 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 great. It's very and effective. I like the how you can get some like it's almost a diaphanous look. Like you're you're coming through. You can see silk curtains through your face. I don't know how you do that. It's like double exposure uh-huh. on some of it. You uh-huh. know, That's, yeah. it's just great editing. I guess you'd well, call it you. L- lo-fi or yeah. or something uh, like I, that. I mean that that was a real uh, um, great project over the dark winter days and uh, <laughs> lockdowns. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. All right. Well, let me, I'm, we're going to uh, watch a few videos, and uh, and uh, but before we watch them, we'll get you to set them up with your uh, comments or memories. How about that? Uh huh. So, uh, what about chainsaws and guitars? Well, let me just give you an eyewitness exclusive look (laughs) into my living room okay let's see if you're gonna get this all right there's a guitar there's a chainsaw there's a chainsaw (laughs) (laughs) and a a leaf blower Right. And so there's three chainsaws there. <laughs> okay. And you live um because uh, uh um uh, you know I'm uh, um um I've been managing my <clears throat> my land here that I own for you know decades and uh, uh, uh so I'm you know harvesting or selecting firewood. Mm-hmm. Uh which I'm you know particularly in the uh, in this next phase of life, which is the uh, impact of the uh, Ukraine war or the Russia war, how do we call it? You know, um, that uh, with, you know, energy prices are going crazy. So I'm uh, those chainsaw, they're inside, so they stay dry. I don't put them in a little bed, but I'd like to keep them nice and dry so they'll start. <laughs> I wrote that song, Chainsaws and Guitars, in the summer of uh, 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the way we write, as you well know, bits and pieces, and it started coming together. And and actually, I had no idea that it was going to be so prophetic about what my life was going to be like uh, you know, like nine months later, wow! At the at the you know at the beginning of COVID, where it was like, wow, I'm 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 you know isolating, and that's what I got. You know, mm-hmm. like chainsaws and guitars. <laughs> it turned out to be you know quite a prediction uh, of what was going to happen. Um, and um, any rate. I, you know, I like the song. It's sort of a, you know, interesting enough. And uh, um, we recorded it there at uh, Justin's studio. Caution Light uh, Media. Caution Light, mm-hmm. Caution Light Media Studio. And hats off to the great uh, Justin Mercer for his engineering and um, everything. Justin, you, are you getting this? 
Yeah, he can hear you. He's right there. Okay, and he, he he just gave. Is he, I hope he's. Yeah, I hope he's yeah. smiling. His head he just yeah. gave you a big thumbs. Appreciate it. Okay, great. Enjoy and it. it's a great. And it was a great. It really went. I mean, we were really quick about it. Um, and um, uh, you know, and basically, it was the pine box dwellers who were who were playing with me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think I I, I just sang, right. <laughs> and. Uh, and then we were uh, a bit stuck for a uh, bass track. And I think I bottled out or copped out. Uh, I think Justin was going to give it a whirl, and maybe that didn't work. And so it fell to Sean. <laughs> ah. uh, and, he put the, yeah, and he put the bass down on that. Cool. All right, folks, well, here's, uh, let's watch this video, Chainsaws and Guitars. Brum, brum. <laughs> goes down on the west bank of the river beneath the oaks living a bit of grid none of the cash will ever be delivered don't worry about keeping your fortune hid Howling at the moon, yeah, and singing to the stars. Trying to find the balance between my chainsaws and guitars. They circle up above Can't get no signal Till I'm on my knees to pray No logging on Tinder For long distance love When I walked out the door I threw the key away Down a washboard graveyard for the cars trying to keep it even between my chainsaws and guitars Husqvarna Husqvarna yeah. when I Fender. come out of the valley with hope in my heart and in my bones <laughs> a picketing card from a deck a joker's chasing me all Cute. the way Jacob. home Jacob. 
can't see what we're seeing. You're sawing a log with a guitar. Well, they do call them axes. Yeah. Cause summer days just didn't hang around. Mother Nature says I'm all so clear. The, the video is. Great, yeah. Uh, so I, I, uh, that uh, place that you're sitting in right there, you've been in that since the seventies. Your house, your oh, house. You mean this? Your farmhouse. <clears throat> uh, well, actually, it was sort of. Yeah, uh, this this was uh, disused. Um. Um. Here, I'm going to just show you what's in this place. Yeah. Can you see anything? Cogwheels. And Cog, uh, uh, Miller? It's the old mill. Old mill? Dang. Yeah. Is, this where, anyway, is this where Graham visited? Well, not in this building because this building was, I owned it, but it was The not, property. It was just like an old empty building. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and where, when Graham visited, I'm going to show you where it is. Right over here, I used to live on this place across. Can you see that building over there? Yeah, yeah. Now, over by the chimney, uh-huh. there's a window there by the chimney. Can you see that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. second floor. That's the one, that's the room Graham stayed in. Okay. okay, this would have been probably early uh, 70, early seventies. Yeah, seventy one. Yeah, after you had played with him, the the band was over at this point, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He had that, and so was so was the second. Well, I don't know which burrito brothers. The whole the the burrito brothers thing is so confusing to even talk about, but. Right. Um, but that was over for him as well. Right. He had left that. This was in between uh, his solo career and the burritos. This was right in between yep. there. It was like when he came to see me, he had just been uh, come back from the south of France uh, with uh, the Rolling Stones or hanging out or staying there. The, some of the time. Exile on Main Street uh, recordings. Yeah. yeah he had awesome. been there a a little while uh, before me, and um, he was telling me, uh, <laughs> I, I guess I'm going out on a limb, but I'm too old. I don't care anymore. Um, and I remember him. So we were in the house opposite, and we were playing at night, and I had an old piano in the place of across the road and guitars and so on. And uh, 
any rate, and he was saying, Ian, you wouldn't believe it. The, the Stones are trying to play country. <laughs> I said, wow, are you kidding? He said, no, but it's all a bit like, uh, and he imitated Mick Jagger. Oh, when you're standing there in your brocade underwear, talking to some, and he did this terrific imitation of like, um, almost like a ventriloquist dummy, uh, trying to sing, uh, with a, a country you know, delivery and accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was funny. Um, you know, and he yeah. was saying all sorts of things about uh, about you know the disappointment of the burritos, and he said, you know, not many people can really play a country shuffle, <laughs> um, and that's the truth. Yeah, is it is is what Fester Haygood calls. The dookie chicken beat. Yeah. Dookie chicken, dookie chicken, dookie chicken, dookie chicken. And yeah. uh, that's the train beat, the train shuffle. Yeah. And there are so many drummers that have a hard time with that. Yep. Okay. Well, that's some cool history there. And uh, I got, I got my, uh, <laughs> I'm having a cup of tea and my, Fender Telecaster teacup here. Right. That's some more of your artwork, isn't it? Can you see it? Yeah, oh. that's neat. Did you make okay. that? Yeah, well, my brother was a, a potter. Mm -hmm. So he made the cup and then you, you painted it. Yeah, yeah. And we did a lot of work together in the 90s. Um, I'm going to just show you a couple. It won't take long. Oh, uh, please. <laughs> Now, come on. Now, let's see. Oh, here we are. Now, this one, here we are. That's one of them. And it just says Pottery Marathon, November <laughs> 1997, Phoenicia, New York, which is where he lived. Another little jug here, a little Fender jug, <laughs> right? And... uh I don't know where that the one. Then we did a set of like Prozac stuff, but I can't see an example of that. But here's this is um, this is a nice one. Uh, uh, the thing about like art and buying art, uh, uh, designer, anything. It's really important that people know the value of it. Okay. That's what the customer wants. So we were just putting the price right on the thing. That was the decoration. Here's another one. Uh, this is a, you know, a bowl, right? <laughs> and then on the bottom it says, "Invest in art." Eighty-five dollars. Right. Then that's right in the glaze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can't. So we had a great we yeah. had a great time and we did a, we made I think <clears throat> there on one of these sessions uh, we made um, in the we fired you know in the kiln yeah uh, 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 four hundred pieces 
Wow. Dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a fantastic thing. Uh, like anything that is that comes together with a lot of, you know, you could even draw a parallel with writing songs because it's like you take all these different elements and you shape them and you put them together, and then you, Create. you know, but the end the end product is sort of unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Sean, you've built some bowls too, didn't you? I didn't build them. I just painted you them. You painted them. That's right. That's I right. I come across yeah. a, a bag full of wood salad bowls, and then I just painted some Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Sean, I, 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 remember where, I, I remember seeing one of those when you were doing a couple earlier. That, those were, might have been the first ones that you did. Yeah, I didn't do very many in very long. I was trying to get back into uh, do, doing some art. And, uh, they were like titles of songs, weren't they? Yeah, I was trying to incorporate my songs into the art and sell them at the shows. And I did pretty good with them. I just couldn't stay on top of it. <clears throat> I got There's too many. only so many things you can do. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. It's either you have to uh, be dedicated about everything. That's why I'm mm-hmm. such a failure in music. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of music, we'll let, we'll let the uh, audience judge whether you're a failure or not. I think not. Uh, here's one that uh, you you and I co-wrote right here. What is it? Thorns. Yeah. You, can I? Yeah. A little yeah, bit of ahead. background. Yeah. Okay. I actually. Uh, I, Quite a few years ago, I had this idea, and I wrote a little script and everything. And I wanted to do, and pardon me, Bible Belt viewers. (laughs) (laughs) But I wanted to do uh, a bit of like uh, an overview of the uh, expulsion from Eden, Adam and Eve, of course. Right and the serpent and everything. <laughs> but I wanted to do it with a voice that was sort of like uh, the narrator would be like sort of somebody like Lenny Bruce right, mm-hmm. or uh, Shelley Berman. Yeah. These are all like early stand-up right. type comedians, right? Right. Uh, and, and, they, and, the, and they were sort of slightly, but maybe even a bit more like with a, a sort of a beatnik yeah. lilt to it, the way it was delivered. Uh, you know, it's like um, there was this, you know, wonderful apple tree. But, you know, if 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 the Almighty wanted to dissuade people from eating those apples, why didn't he call it something like, the tree of crabby apples that gives you diarrhea and stomach ache. <laughs> yeah. And they wouldn't have touched it. <laughs> now oh. <laughs> the idea was that when they were when they were when they were thrown out of the garden, you know, and there's a big hand pointing out there and they're shame faced and, and and plodding into this horrible world. This like terrible, terrible world of not, it's not all under the the spell of angels and harps and everything like that. It's all full of like, um, you know, savage animals with bleeding fangs and thorns and things that 
poison you and and give you rashes and cuts and everything like that. Um, and uh, and and so it was like being cast out in the land of thorns. Um, now, so that's where that I got that original little theme from. And of course, we've always been interested in some of the rural, very basic, uh, uncommercial music that did exist. And and there's and there and and I remember. Dave and I, we were looking at something on the internet or something about like an actual uh, brand or style uh, that was purely of 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 him, uh, primitive hymns that was known as an Okie Finoki style. Shape note singing, I think it was. Well, it was no, something. It similar. was yeah, it yeah. was that, but it was also like there was. You know, it was documented and everything that there was some peculiar style around uh, that area of Georgia. And, and you know, and it's not like you and I rushed out to find which primitive Baptist church mm. would be, you know, airing this on the night. Mm -hmm. But we were thinking it about in those veins yeah. about like the basic, basic. Um, you know, no glitz, no glamour. They didn't even have um, pianos or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, and, yeah. and, and so it was that all that a cappella singing. And um, as we have had the Christian church background experience, we were able to draw from our our, our knowledge of the faith. Mm -hmm. And um, and we sat and wrote all of those lyrics. Now, I uh, some people now it's the most uncommercial piece of music. It would never, 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 you know, hardly anybody would like it. But but um, but I've had some wonderful feedback on that song, Dave. Cool. Is this the one uh, one of them that we're, we recorded in the apartment at the house? That's correct. We recorded okay. in that empty bare room. I think um, uh, we might have. I I think I lugged in um, a couple of those plastic lawn chairs, <laughs> and we set up a mic and the laptop, and we recorded it in there, and we and we double tracked it. Okay. Here we go. Folks, uh, oh, and getting back to that uh, singing style and everything, that is definitely what we were channeling because my grandma and granddaddy Carter, uh, they went to church at uh, the Mars Hill Primitive Baptist Church, and they'd had this thing called the yearly meeting out there with dinner on the ground and all that, and that's when we would go and attend and uh there was many times sitting in that ch church would had old pine slat wooden floors with holes in the floor not holes open holes in the floor so the men could spit their tobacco juice bing right through the hole in the floor <laughs> but that uh uh that honing style of singing with no accompaniment no instrumental accompaniment at all, and it was just that way. 
the way that we the way that we channeled it on here. <laughs> so, uh, here we go. Uh, thorns. That's great with the thorn lettering. awesome golly <laughs> i love that ending with the when the piano and all the instruments come in 
Were any, uh, were any feet hurt in, in that video? Yeah, you know, uh, you <laughs> suffer for your art. Um, and I, I w- that was, uh, that was winter. Ooh. That was Adam, right? Uh, that was supposed to be Adam. Walking. Well, the, the, well, it was, it was, it was picking up of the theme yeah. of, wandering in the land of thorns you know and and um yeah so i went i filmed all of that just up the road from me where all the um the uh air the uh exteriors of the agricultural fields like where they have cows and stuff right um are all like these hedges of of different types of thorn and briars Perfect. Right. So that was where all of that stuff came from. And then I went up to another place further up the road, which is like what they call a downs. Mm-hmm. A downs. Do you know what that is? Uh, I've heard of it. Uh, well, it, okay. It like it's rabbit. Just like a bi- rabbit. Well, ho- it's host? just a big, like a slightly like savanna in a way, a oh. flat and or or high ground that's quite. Um, not a lot of vegetation except for very harsh type of vegetation. And I took off my shoes and rolled up my pants and everything and filmed my feet walking, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) And, uh, you know, and it was prickly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Uh, that's, uh, I mean, that is so laid back. uh, um, But I like, I I wanted to put that on uh, um, this CD just because, you know, it's, it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw one of your, I caught uh, one episode of, of uh, something in the water podcast, which I, I, I enjoy very much. It's, you know, I, I, <laughs> it's very entertaining and nice to see you guys and everything. That's sort of, I guess, uh, vicariously visiting with you <laughs> if I watch one. Right. So the other, uh, one of them a while ago, you had um, Justin Minchu, who used to live in Waycross and um, work and had been working with Dirk Bentley. Yeah. Remember that one. Okay. Well, you included some pictures of like their sets and the lighting and all fireworks and like all of the Mm -hmm. big major, but you know what, uh, you know, glitz and glamor and everything (laughs) like that. Um, and, uh, what you just played the, this thorns is the exact opposite Mm -hmm. of, of, um, big, big country. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where our hearts are, are at, definitely. We uh, Now, uh, we're not putting down big country or anything. There's a place for everybody, you know. It's just uh, that our cup of tea rolls more to the thorns side of, <laughs> of, uh, of the genre. Uh, that was a great one right there. Let's talk about uh, cover-up number one. I enjoy yeah. this one, too. This is- I, I enjoy... That was... Uh, now, that was written again in Waycross uh, um, uh, with um, a lot of the influences from there and stuff like that. And it was something 
that uh, uh, they were at at a rehearsal. We were rehearsing uh, for um, the uh, guitar pull, mm-hmm. and um, and there was some little thing that happened, and and it sort of Sean and I chuckled about it, and I thought, oh, this this might be a a topic. <laughs> so over the next little while. I, I went on one direction with writing, you know, and I got some my word ideas. And for a few days, uh, Sean and I would meet at the Huddle House down oh, yeah. there opposite the Waycross Stadium or whatever you call that, you know, mm-hmm. the, where the, they Stadium. play the football games and everything mm-hmm. at that Huddle House. And we'd, and I'd say, hey, I got these words here and this, this could be good. And it was, um, and then, Sean had some lyrics uh, uh, about um, rhinestones don't sparkle in the dark. I think those were yours, <laughs> <Yeah>. Sean. <laughs> huh? Weren't I, I they? Don't, I don't remember. I mean, I, I think they were. And I'll, they were I'll take just it. kicking around. I'll take it. I love they, it. <laughs> okay, but I thought they were. I thought they were. any rate. I remember then, working on it, but I can't remember. Okay, well, then the. Uh, uh, um, the guitar pull happened. And of course, all these people converge on that weekend and all of the performers, whether they're semi-major stars or, or really, you know, not that up in the world. Mm -hmm. Of course, everybody gets out their stage little outfit yeah. sparkly shirt some people are dressed to the max and have <laughs> it made quite a bit of investment on a, a suit or a nudie style suit and mm-hmm. things like that and that sparked off this idea about putting on this uh raiments or or garments and how you can transcend your normal life which might not be all that exciting (laughs) and suddenly turn into something splendiferous (laughs) (laughs) so uh, it just then i started getting on that theme uh and and developing that idea about um you know, about looking at your closet or wardrobe or whatever, you know, and picking out this, am I going to be this? And, um, and <laughs> some of the salient lyrics actually escape me at the moment about like, you know, once you've worn the suit, you'll be back for more, mm-hmm. you know, about getting hooked into an alter ego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's such a major thing in life uh, in that, like, you know, look at the, the huge, the size of the consumer uh, fashion um, industry of, of, like, the whole thing of, like, power dressing and people <laughs> becoming bigger than life. And, you know, it, like Clark Kent. Diving into a phone box <laughs> and coming out as a co- completely different yeah. person. Um, 
any rate, that 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 was the idea uh, behind that, and and I I I definitely remember um, writing the uh, another verse, the second verse. If you drive out of Wakeross on the Brunswick Road, you know, or the road that goes to the big bridge there that goes to Brunswick, mm-hmm. um, what's the first place you get to? Is that in the Hunter? Hoboken. 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 That's the first place, and there's a little sawmill right on the left there before yep, the yep. traffic light? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what happens if I took a left there, I'm pretty sure, I think that road eventually goes to Blackshear. 121, yes. yeah. Okay, and I went there a bit, and there was a, a little bridge over a a, a, a very slow-running river, and a pond there with sand around it and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not making this up. Yeah. It, no, I'm from, very familiar with that spot. Okay, so I pulled off there, and I went, and I sat on that, sandbank and that's where i got the whole second verse just thinking about it and whatever the second verse is i can't remember it but <laughs> and uh, um any rate and and uh and that it just it just came together and i you know i i i like it um we recorded that quite rapidly at um at again, Caution Light Media Studios. Um, um, very, very simply, uh, really, because there's nothing on it. There's only like the, the lead vocal, uh, an acoustic guitar, and then the cajones. Mm-hmm. That's all there is. And then Dave sang some fantastically wonderful harmony on it. And then at the last minute, we put together a sort of like everybody we could grab got purloined, uh, uh, shanghaied into the big uh, a backup choir, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, the ending, uh, the ending. Yeah, yeah. and uh, War- you know, and that was and it. that's that. That's all that's on that track. Um, now I I added. Uh, um, only one thing when I came back to my home and my home studio, if you could call it that. Um, and that was, I put a, a cello on it. Yeah. I love that too. You know, and I can't play it to save my life, but you know, you fiddle around and you get a couple of notes that aren't squeaking too bad and go for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Great texture. And that was filmed. Sort of about where I'm sitting here, a lot of it. The the the, the uh, 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 yeah, most of it was, it was filmed in this room. Well, it probably sounds pretty good in there, but with the way that's built, the stone walls and the old wood and stuff. Yeah, uh, because uh, the, of course the lyrics were about um, what are they? <laughs> Something like. Sequence out it's, pain. It's what's it what's on the surface, or it's what's on the skin, so they don't see the ghosts inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something like that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. About that, and and so then I got into the the ghost outfit and stuff like that to to substantiate that a little bit. I love it. All right, folks. So here's 
cover-up number one inspired by nudie suits and Halloween costumes. Yeah, now, is there a cover-up number two? Is there a cover-up number two, or is this like hot burrito number one? Written in the Huddle House of Waycross, Georgia by Sean and Ian. Uh, recorded in this room that we're sitting in. Oh, that was the other that house. That was the old. That was the old, old house. Old okay. Caution Light Media. Where's that? Okay. You, I thought it was this house. I thought it was this. It was. House it was too. this house. Your yeah, house. it was yeah. this house. You're thinking of uh, some of us. I'm sure it was. Yeah, some of yeah. us was recorded over there. It was here and uh, videoed in that place that he's sitting in. <laughs> Trigger yeah. Mill. So yeah. uh, let's yeah. watch cover up number one. Glitter.
Did you make the uh, mask? The ghost mask? Um, I think... Uh, or was that a Halloween thing? I think it was. I I just... Um, you know, come on. It's just all... It's smoke and mirrors and old sheets. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> laundry. It, you know? It reminded, it's low budget. It reminded me of the, uh, the ghost on our... Uh, uh, Halloween commercial, <laughs> our wine drinking ghosts on the Halloween commercial. <laughs> Only, well, they're all from this. They're all in the same family, aren't they? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, that was. Uh, I I I I like it. I mean, I like that. You know, I like the mood that that created. Oh yeah, it's good stuff. Um. Uh. Yeah. You know. I mean. You know. It's really difficult sometimes about about you creating something, making stuff, and then it's uh, things that are going to be exposed to other people, shown to other people, you know, and it's like, uh, um, you know, you're putting yourself on the line a bit, aren't you? Oh, yeah. It's quite, you know, it's like in being in a fourth, fourth grade elementary school class and getting up in front of the class turning around and pulling down your pants. <laughs> you know, it, it's very, it can be very, very embarrassing. You know, if you're, I don't, I don't know, I'm not thick skinned enough. I don't know. But at any that. rate, I, I, it was great. Well, they're very and, uh, entertaining. I, again, I, again, I thank you so much. Uh, 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 um, you know, that, uh, you know, for working with me, and and I and I think it's a wonderful thing how um, when we try, you know, uh, the, that we we come up with something, whether people like it or not or laugh at it. That's that's beside the point. We, th- we did it. I think we always get more done when you come over here and you light a fire under us and uh, we have those little huddle house meetings. And uh, when you come, it's like we better get on our game because. Ian's here and we got to write some stuff and record some stuff. Well, I don't know. There, I mean, I think this is the thing about, I mean, it's sort of, we're separated by such a huge distance, but, but if you, uh, historically speaking, we have developed quite a rich, uh, writing partnership. Mm -hmm. Hasn't made us rich. <laughs> I like but never but but look at the pro look at the output. All of yeah. the stuff 
all of the stuff we've written together and and um just so many 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 songs um and 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 you know and of course we are not we are out of the mainstream mm-hmm. and so like there there are there you know a lot of seeds are falling on fallow ground you know yeah <clears throat> uh speaking of being poor uh, or not being rich uh this next song is titled my credit is gone <laughs> okay now you recorded that over yeah that now that this is a real lockdown adventure okay <clears throat> and um uh, uh and basically it was i i can't remember the actual kernel uh in uh like um a plant um and the germination of this but <clears throat> it was something that i um i just went with this thing of uh almost like a chain of thought chain of thought you know how you uh you know one little fragment leads to something else that might be a completely different topic Mm-hmm. But they have one little link, you know. Right, right. And uh, so I just went, and I and I wanted to complete the whole song, and you know, and it doesn't really make sense or anything, but but it was an interesting way of writing, uh, just letting it one thing drift into another. Um, so I I got the I I got the lyrics and the basic structure um that is uh you know it's got aspects of outer space and uh mayan civilization temples and um i can't remember what the genus and species are for jellyfish but you know Everything just, it, it was like without bounds. That was the main thing. No boundaries. Don't keep it on one subject. Don't, it doesn't really have to add up to be anything. Anyway, so it was um, one of the most severe lockdowns here. And I just started um, opening cases of instruments uh, uh, that I hadn't played in a long time. And I just went and built up all of the tracks, uh, playing all different things. Like I hadn't picked up the saxophone in, um, many years, you know, I probably hadn't touched it for three, four five years. And probably the last time was only just to do some quick little you know, goofing around thing like, like this. Uh, and the same with some other, another, uh, you know, so at any rate, that, that's what it is. <laughs> I don't know. I can't, uh, but I, I, I like the, uh, I like the freedom of, uh, of where I went with the, with the writing. Mm-hmm. I like the song myself uh, very, very much. And speaking to your uh, 
genus and species of jellyfish. I'm pretty sure it's tentacular stingus, and uh, not 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 sure if that's right or not. But there was this uh, where Graham attended uh, um, elementary school was uh, right over there behind Ian, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> out this window. Behind where yeah. we're watching Ian on the laptop, it's at Williams Heights Elementary School. Uh, back in uh, Connor, uh, my son Connor's uh, kindergarten or first grade, they had a teacher over there. Uh, she was probably on a second or third grade level herself, but she took them <laughs> kids on a. Uh, <laughs> on a school trip to Jekyll Island Beach, and she was out there warning them. She was saying stuff like, children, do not look at the sun. It will burn your rectum. And (laughs) she got her words mixed up very easily, and she also told them, stay away from the jellyfish because those testicles will sting you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. So here we go, folks. Another Ian Dunlop original. My credit is gone. Tabasco sauce to cool my fears. I need Mojave sand to dry these tears. I need revelations wearing red hot pants. So obvious that there's no chance to miss the clue that's coming through. The stratosphere to the dance. The future will boogie with the past, and I'll cut in and get to ask if all the trees in Brazil have been pumped for a box to fill with online junk. From Amazon I don't care If my credit's gone Cause I'm at the beach With my flippers on Doing no harm Cause my credit's gone A big round stone 
in the temple of the black jaguar But you can buy my books to read There's something shoppers ain't asking for Great. It's amazing what you can do. Isolation playing all desperate. those playing all those <laughs> instruments. Bo, Bo Burnham. Um, yeah, but you know, pretty much late at second grade level. <laughs> no. no. There's a comedian, uh, Bo Burnham, and during twenty twenty he was, you know, in lockdown in his house and he took one room and wrote all, all his comedy is like songs and uh so he he did videos in his house like that and uh anyway it just reminded me of that i don't know why i'm telling you but <laughs> <laughs> it's called inside right i mean uh, uh, many a lot of people did um uh you know a lot of people achieved a lot or or you know wrote that novel that they wanted to write or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and, and also the ones that were doing those very, um, weekly stream home concerts, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, everybody, did. I, I never really got into that stuff, but I, I mean, I did, uh, you know, the videos and, um, and finished the recordings and so on. Yeah. I mean, I, <clears throat> There's many, many other songs that I would like to make videos from, and I've been doing some work on other ones, but they're not done yet. Right. Um, I'll have to wait. You'll have to wait. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, here's the uh, CD once again, folks. This is the uh, the newest uh, release from Ian, and it's Some of Us Are Still on the Run by Ian Dunlop He's with original, original artwork by Ian on the cover and on the CD itself. It's uh, out there, and uh, hopefully... Uh, well, I won't even say that. I'm going to say, go out on a limb and say, uh, the Graham Parsons Guitar Pool and Tribute Festival will be held this October. I'm claiming it. <laughs> uh, we've, unfortunately, due to the pandemic, we had to shut down the past two years, 2020 and 2021. And we, we did a, uh, a virtual guitar pool right here in this room. And it turned out very good, uh, but it just ain't the same as gathering together. Uh, yeah. And so we will do yeah, that. Yeah, there were no, there were, there were no hookups. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Ian, uh, I, I can't say for certain whether you'll be here, but you, uh, I, I'm sure counting on it. And. Uh, um, uh, you know, how can I live without you? You you can. I ask myself every day, <laughs> yeah. how can I live with Waycross after I've been inducted into that yeah. hot, swampy place? Facebook Messenger and just ain't the way. <laughs> no, it isn't. It's it not. It's, come, the, it's, a, it's a distant second. Just, there's, there's, you know, there's never enough grease involved with this stuff. <laughs> you have to be there. <laughs> That's right. Of course, every time I go back there, I don't know how many, you know, there's bound to be more change. Things keep changing, don't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, we've we've got a few more businesses, and downtown is trying to pick up now a little more. And uh, yeah, we've got one bar down there uh, that is in conjunction with an uh, uh another business right up the road where you you're encouraged to go in the bar and get you a beer and take the beer outside and walk down the block and enter the uh, axe throwing <laughs> business yeah. the salty sailor or something like that as has his own axe throwing <laughs> emporium and you're encouraged to get drunk, drunk and throw axes. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that, but I I think it's working. I think so, they were going. To, they were going to call it axes at X's, but uh. <laughs> right. It's, so they, it's, uh... it's a brilliant marketing idea, uh, and uh, I'm sure that their insurance is off out out off the roof. Up the roof. Yeah, I bet. I mean, I, I maybe, uh, maybe, maybe it's uh, they figure that that the down inside of everyone they they have that primal urge <laughs> to get drunk and throw axes. Yeah, I mean, are the axes are there targets, or yeah. you just yes, throw into a big wooden throw into a big wood target, and there's cages <laughs> and stuff yes. around you, so you don't. I'd like to hear the oh, okay. the insurance oh, salesman see. right now. He said, "You say you're going to do what? You're you're yeah. gonna you're gonna get drunk and what? It's, it's like lumberjack oh. games. 
Yeah, it's like well, yeah, no. Scottish there you go. Groove. That's setting the that, that's setting the tone for a real um, high tone uh, uh, development project for downtown Waycross. It's really you know. What, well, what that? I love about it is is that they're finally yeah. loosening up and allowing the yeah. uh, allowing the uh, drinking on the sidewalks. You know. Kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, New Orleans or Savannah or whatever, you know. I see. Uh-huh. That's a good thing. Uh, it's been yeah. <laughs> it's been pushed uh, for many years, and it's finally gone through without any fanfare whatsoever. I never, I didn't even uh-huh. hear it, that it was passed, but uh, right. it is. And uh, getting back to that Bible Belt audience, sorry if we're, if we're acting a little too giddy about it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 I mean, I, I guess you know, it's sort of like they're, yeah, that's like they're trying to inject a little bit of the Key West, right, into downtown Waycross. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Well, folks, we we're going to take a minute now and uh, go to the tale of the week to to the reader's corner now and. Uh, and so here we go. This was uh ready, Justin? I better get my uh Dollar Tree glasses on. Folks, you can't go wrong with Dollar Tree. You can't put a price on seeing good. <laughs> One dot hey, how about this? Headphones and readers. <clears throat> Ingram Cecil Connor III spent the first 12 years of his life in Waycross, Georgia. Following his father's unfortunate and untimely death during Christmas 1958, his mother moved Graham and younger sister, Little Avis, to her former home in the Snively family orange groves of Winter Haven, Florida. Music was Graham's haven, an escape from the grief he found difficult to express after his father passed away. Big Avis remarried to Bob Parsons, a slick-handed businessman from Louisiana who adopted the Connor children, changing their last name to his, and thus changing how the world would come to know the young man who altered the landscape of music in the late 60s. Graham Parsons was influenced by and was an influence on a revolving cast of characters during his ascent to rock and roll visionary. Jim Stafford and Kent Lavoy, otherwise known as Lobo, were early bandmates in Winter Haven. Songwriter John Phillips of the Mamas and the Papas, Chris Hillman and Roger McGuinn of the Birds, Rolling Stones' Keith Richards, Bernie Ledden of the Eagles, and Emmylou Harris, the protege to his mentor. One of the most colorful of Parsons' associates was Ian Dunlop, a Boston-based player who was a founding member of the International Submarine Band, formed in 1966 while Graham was enrolled at Harvard University. That's uh, from the left there. That's Ian on the left. Uh, Above him is Graham. And next is Mickey Galvin, the drummer. And down below there is John Nuis, the lead guitar player. Ian was the bass player. 
Dunlop or Ian, also a graphic artist, was responsible for the artwork that adorned International Submarine Band's first and only album, Safe at Home. Now you did the the artwork in the logo, right? Up up above. You didn't draw the portrait of the uh, no. Right. No, no, okay. no. I just did that. Um, uh, the lettering. Uh, that title, you could yeah. call it. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely is your is your handiwork right there. You can you can see your style in that. Yeah. Um, musical differences followed the band's move from the East Coast to Los Angeles, and Ian began jamming in and around Los Angeles clubs with friends, among them Leon Russell. Guitarist Jesse Ed Davis, future Rolling Stones saxophonist Bobby Keys. Inspired by the traveling minstrel and medicine shows of the late 1800s, Ian came up with a name for the loosely organized jam band, calling themselves the Flying Burrito Brothers. The musical experiment didn't last, but the Flying Burrito Brothers' name was picked up by Graham following his departure from the Birds in 1969. Tiring of the lifestyle and smog of Los Angeles, Ian eventually left town in a Volkswagen bus, headed cross-country to Boston. Soon after, he made England his home, where he has continued to make music and art. I had the pleasure of meeting Ian Dunlop in 2008 after booking him to appear at the 11th Annual Grand Parsons Guitar Pool and Tribute Festival, a musical gathering that began in my backyard in 1998. We chatted over beers at a local watering hole before inviting him to spend the night at my home. My wife and I were entertained the rest of the evening with musical stories from this charismatic character, from Cornwall, England. By night's end, it felt like we'd known each other for years. While in town, Ian soaked up the sounds and songs of other Waycross troubadours like Sean Clark and Billy Ray Heron, writing songs with Sean and I and recording the originals in Jesse Heron's Hickory Wind studio. Having this iconic figure as our friend and associate over the past few years has been a joy and a pleasure, and we welcome him back as often as time and space allow. And we got him back one more time, right here and right <laughs> now on <laughs> Something in the Water podcast. What a... I'm so glad that this worked out. Yeah. We we had our doubts, the gremlins and... <laughs> and uh, Failures from past attempts at this. Uh, mm. uh, so far, so good, right? But nothing can beat spiritual communion. Yeah. Nothing can beat standing here and uh, <clears throat> touching each other. Uh, uh, Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Touching each other on the shoulder like that, patting each other on the back. Yeah. <laughs> Easy there. <Yeah. laughs> well, <laughs> well, I, I, uh, in, um, I got to thank you very much. I've enjoyed, um, you know, 
chatting with you and everything like that. And really, I, you know, even if it's the last time or what, you know, I'm not getting any younger. I really would like to get over there. Uh, it's important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, um, it'd be great if we could uh, <clears throat> do some writing. I, you know, we all, as same with you guys, I have a whole lot of, <laughs> you know, things that are started and not finished and ideas that could be, that could be mingled or married off with uh, one of your little ideas, you know. We got, <laughs> I've got a bunch and I know Sean does too. We keep writing them down in our phones, you know, and just waiting to throw them out there in some form. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah, well, I hope so. Well, buddy, another yeah. uh, transatlantic conversation with our good friend Ian Dunlop. We hate that it has to come to an end, but all good things do come to an end. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we love you. We're fortunate to have you in our lives and uh, uh, hope you feel the same. I know you do. You've, you've told us that a many a time, and we're looking forward to to being in your presence, yeah, physically. Well, all being well, I hope we can we we can do it again because uh, it's too good to miss. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Ian Dunlop, we appreciate y'all watching, very, and uh, very good to see you and talk to you, Ian. We'll talk yep. again soon. Um, <clears throat> Bye-bye. The management and sponsors cannot be held responsible for some of the views aired tonight (laughs) on this program. (laughs) (laughs) Well, folks, I tell you what. Before we go, I would like to... uh, I'd like to share with y'all. It seems like we don't... We do this Something in the Water podcast as a... Uh, as uh, a means of uh, entertainment, you know, and uh, we uh, it's very loosely organized, loosely based for the most part. We fly by the seat of our pants, and uh, we kind of like that uh, format uh, because we feel it's more natural and and hopefully entertaining. And uh, we don't really know because we hardly ever hear from anybody outside of maybe a Facebook comment here and there. But we got this review from a a fella who all I know is, all we know is uh, he calls himself uh, Florida Rambling Man. And uh, this was uh, sent to us December 16th of last year. a review on Apple Podcast app, which uh, our uh, podcasts are available for listening uh, in all the, uh, the favorite podcast formats. And this guy listened or watched us on uh, Apple Podcasts. And uh, this is what he had to say. I, we don't know who the guy is, but uh, we appreciate his uh, 
his uh, watching and uh, comment. He said, for a small town on the edge of a swamp in southeast Georgia, Waycross has produced a remarkable cadre of talented musicians. On this podcast, hosts Dave and Sean, a pair of artists with considerable singer-songwriter chops themselves, bring a wealth of knowledge about the local and regional music scene, both past and present. These guys, and typically whatever guests they happen to have on, are so down-to-earth and easygoing, a listener and viewer can easily imagine the conversation is taking place in his or her own living room. It simply feels like a group of friends shooting the breeze about music, local culture, and whatever other topic a rabbit trail might lead to. Often the music discussed is the wide-ranging genre that goes by many names, including Americana, Roots, Alt-Country, or what one Waycross favorite son, Graham Parsons, called Cosmic American Music. Whatever you want to call it, it's honest, real, authentic just like the guys that bring it to you on something in the water. That was very kind. Yes. And uh, whoever, if he, if you're still listening, Florida rambling man. Uh, come be a guest. Come be a guest or, or give us a on. shout out. And let us know. Let us know who you are so we can uh, properly thank you. and uh, Email us at uh, something in the water. Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. So we thank you all again for watching, and we encourage you to send us uh, an email or a review or what have you. Like us on uh, Facebook and, uh, uh, I'm sorry, YouTube. Like us on YouTube and uh, join the Patreon. Join our Patreon account, uh, The Deep End. Once a month, we give you a Deep End episode that goes into The Deep End end it's only five dollars a month to subscribe and uh uh we're coming up with a nice little uh reward system for our subscribers and patreon we'll be giving some some exclusive gifts away to to our patreon patrons in the near near future and so thank you again and we'll see you next time thanks a lot guys thanks ian Love you. Love, Love you, you too, too, buddy. Hey.